This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Presented by your neighborhood Ford store. The F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Obviously, you don't want to react that way. I just, I mean, I care, man. I love it. I love, I love this game. I love my teammates, and I, I want to go out there and put everything on the line to win. Um, but uh, obviously, can't can't do that. I mean, can't be that way towards officials or really anybody in, in life. Um, so I probably regret acting like that. Um, but more than anything, I mean, I, re- I regretted the way I, I acted towards uh, Josh after the game because he had nothing, nothing to do with it. And, um, so I, I was uh, I, I was still hot and emotional, um, but you can't do that, man. It's not a great example uh, and, uh, for for kids watching the game. So uh, that, that that was more upset about that than I was about me on the sideline. Of course, that's Patrick Mahomes talking about his reaction to the call and to his little soiree with Josh Allen after the game was over, Max. And you know, that's that's a tough thing, man. You're right. That's why they have like a you know a ten minute time uh, period of cooling off before they let the reporters and stuff into the locker room. You need to chill out. You need to get some of that stuff off your chest. But certainly for Mahomes, he uh, he kind of. Oh, went overboard there, but he did come back and did throw some mea culpas and I'm sorry and so forth. Um, yeah, it was a tough play. You know, Kadarius Tony, not, he was so far offsides it was ridiculous. But certainly, yeah. I can understand the feeling. Yeah, I mean, and and there is a frustration there, and like you said, um, you know, sometimes you black out, right? Yeah. Sometimes you just you're so what's your worst blackout emotion? What you? Uh. Spring break, nineteen ninety seven. I was down in Florida. Yeah, I mean, (laughs) some guy ended up on the ground after after pushing me. So I I don't know what happened. So I'm just gonna. It's a blackout. Yeah, I, I, you know, I don't know if that the statute of limitations has run out on a couple things yet. So I'm just gonna be quiet and just pass that one along. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm just like, you know, let's just be purposely vague, just because. You know, you never know what happens later in life. Um, <laughs> but certainly, I got to say this. You know, you, you if you watch, Kadarius Tony is so far off sides, he's almost lined up on the Bills' side. You know I mean? He could have just yeah. turned around. And he, you know what? If he had just turned around, he'd have been onside if he were a Bill. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He could have been onside for the defensive snap. Yeah, exactly uh, so. And my thing is, because, you know, obviously it, it goes all over social media, right? One little right. thing and it goes forever and the one thing that i mean that you just blatantly notice is yes he points at the ref when he comes up to the line but he does not look at the ref to get confirmation he doesn't wait for the ref to say yay or nay right correct he just points and then looks straight inside at the ball so you don't know where he's at and you know they've drawn the invisible lines and all this other stuff and i'm like i get it i get it uh, now didn't we have an for- instance of this with us didn't you know? I, I I seem to remember that uh, Nate Herbig was lined up off sides or something. Was it Nate on Correct. a field goal? Yeah, uh, on the field goal. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He was lined up. Yeah, he was lined up too close. The the, it, yeah, he wasn't. He really wasn't even. Anyhow, I remember the defensive. Who who was it against Jacksonville? It was on a field goal before halftime. Yeah, I mean, was it Jacksonville game though? That's what I'm trying to. Uh, yes, it was Jacksonville right before halftime. Oh, yep. Man, I am two for two. This, you know, these are victories when you get to hey, be l- my listen, age. Well, 
Whatever you're doing, fish oils or whatever, it's working. Hey, man, you know, I'm just really excited because when I'm two for two like that, get zooks, man. It makes you feel good. So, anyhow, we're talking about that. And, by the way, I remember the Jacksonville defender was like Kadarius Tony. He was so far off sides, and they didn't call him. But regardless, yes, if you remember that. But regardless, I like the fact that uh, Pat Mahomes comes back, says, uh, my bad. And especially, you know, he talks about the kids. I like the fact when pro athletes take into account, you got young people looking at you. They look at you as heroes. They look at you as an example setter, how to conduct yourself. And I like when guys like Pat Mahomes understands that, shoulders that, and comes back and clears clears the air to make sure that there's no misunderstanding. You there? Yeah, you caught me mid. You caught oh. me mid yawn. Oh, you okay. caught me mid yawn in the morning. Gosh, I was like, he, of course he had to yawn. end right at that moment. He had to end right at that moment. Uh, had to. <laughs> yeah, but no, I mean, and, and that that that's what the responsibility is, right? Uh, you are a role model, whether you like it or not. I know Charles Barkley tried to say I'm not a role model, right? But it ended up making him more of a role model because you went and did a commercial about it. <laughs> um, so you know, but yeah, there are. There are young people looking up to you. There are there is a certain responsibility that you have to conduct yourself, especially in the public option. It's different whatever happens in the locker room, away at your home or whatever. Right. But when you're on, you know, official team property, right? You have to always assume there's a camera there. Unbelievably so, yes. I mean, you talk about they caught the uh you know the flyby that Mahomes had with Josh Allen, and how yeah. he, you know, he was he was you know complaining about the whole thing, and Josh Allen just kind of looks like, "What do you want me to say?" You know what I mean? You know the guy yeah, was like, Dude, the guy dude, was so I, far yeah. off sides, it was ridiculous. And the other thing about it, the referee throws the flag right away. He don't know what the result of the play is going to be. You know, it's not yeah, like exactly. he, he watched the score and then, oh, uh, you know what, I'm going to throw a flag on it. Like we see some of the other officials on some of the PIs and so forth. Oh, you know, it comes down God. a little late, you know. We, 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 we've we seen enough of those, Wolf. Uh, <laughs> they've gone against us. So, yes, I definitely know very well. Frustrating. <laughs> I just but thought yeah, it was I mean, interesting. Yeah, no, I mean, and, and like, and you know, and like you said, like, like Josh had no, had no, part in that and <laughs> right. he's on the sideline he's he's actually hoping that that happens yeah. so he can win the game you know what i'm saying yeah, like exactly <laughs> but but you know i mean that's kind of but that's kind of where we're at i mean i mean look at i mean last night was so crazy right right i mean when you think of all the games which one are you talking who, about both oh, Bo- yeah. both results both. i mean both results are were were crazy last night um who would have thought that the Tennessee Titans could have beaten the Miami Dolphins? Who's supposed to be the number one seed, especially when you've got what you're down fourteen with under yeah. three minutes or something, or whatever it was. Yeah, you let him. You let him back with. Uh, uh, you were up fourteen with three minutes left to go in the game. There you go. And you let them come back, and then of course the Giants beating the Packers. Tommy DeVito. Tommy, uh, Tommy. Excuse DeVito. me. Excuse me. That's a Syracuse man right there, baby. Oh, he's a big oranger. See, we we don't have a Craig Wolfley Syracuse University intro, do we, Wes? Well, you gotta have a uh, you gotta have a degree to get one of those. Uh, 
You can't, you can't have see. a certificate of attendance and get that type Max, of intro. Max, that was one of those moments where I had to, I had to back away in the studio real quick before I dropped that one. Yeah, exactly. Check, check the reach. Check the reach. Watching for the headbutt. Watching for the flying headbutt. No, yeah. that was just too funny. You got to appreciate that. That's the thing about yeah. the locker room, what I love about the locker room. It's got low-flying zingers. You know, we used to say, <laughs> oh, that was low. Yeah. How low? Oh, about knee level, <laughs> kneecap level. <laughs> Kept them yeah, in the exactly. knees. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, definitely got cut blocked there. Definitely got cut blocked <laughs> please, there. please tell me, speaking of which, uh, that the two of you saw the tailgate that Tommy DeVito's family had last night. I only saw the stands, you know, DeVito I family. Pull this. Did you I, see this, Max? I didn't see the No, the I did not. They had, I kid you not, a full Italian spread tailgate, and they were just inviting Giants and Packers fans to come eat at their tailgate. They had probably three or four folding tables long i mean it looked like a bank it looked like a banquet setup and they wow. had ziti and rigatoni and cutlets oh. and, and and all this oh. all this different stuff i'll, I'll have to pull up the video for Max, you guys it please, was please do. fantastic i could have played my syracuse certificate of attendance card on that one <laughs> like i said they were they were like even packers fans everybody that was walking by hey come Listen, get your we just cutlets. need to play the giants apparently that's all we need to do <laughs> i think that's tremendous you know because I don't know about you, but I think tailgating has kind of suffered of late. And the tailgates yeah. haven't been so impressive as they used to be back in the day. But, my goodness, I'm yeah. looking at this video that Wes is drawing up. And, I mean, this is like going to Labriola's grocery store. Get yourself all kinds wow. of stuff. Speaking of the Labriola. You know, where did it go when here? we have labs, we're going to have to get his uh, official. His take on cutlets take on, and yeah. baked ziti. Yeah, exactly. And- yeah, because Devito did a um, he he did I saw something on IG where he was ranking the top five pasta dishes, top five entrees or something. Really? Oh, yeah, I saw it somewhere. Yes, uh, he did. He did that on the Giants' social media, I think. Okay, yeah, there we go. Yep, that's What's what he did. Well, Devito was undrafted, wasn't he, or was he drafted late? I can't remember which. I Regardless, say, yeah. Here it is. Okay, Max. Oh my goodness, you should see all I'm these trays of Max right now. Wow, look at that spread, man. Look at oh, Max. We would have been huge here. We got everything oh, going on. Are you kidding me? You can no. You can't even believe how good that is. I mean, that's oh. food upon food upon food. That's the way it should be done. Of course, that's the Syracuse family there. You know, because. An account, you know. I just sent you the video. Yeah, I'm just saying. He was an undrafted free agent. I mean, look okay. at all that bread. Free agent. Yeah, there's there's a lot of bread. You know, right, uh, I, I we got to get Labs to, to weigh this. in with his critique of that because I think that's that's impressive. <laughs> that's very impressive. <laughs> getting back to our Mahomes, you know. Yes, getting back to Mahomes. And, this and, is the part. Like well, said. if you need to talk for a minute or two here so Max can watch the video. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> getting back to our Mahomes, you know, the thing is, the, the, the thing that I was so impressed with is that he came back, that being Pat, and, and tried to <laughs> clear things up. Because guess who's checking it out? Who's checking out that video, do you think? Could it be the, hmm, the NFL? <laughs> you know? Oh, you know that little video of him? Yeah. The video. <laughs> you know, all his ranting and raving on the sidelines. Let's face it, he put on a pretty good show. That's not something you expect out of a superstar like that. You got to feel, you know, you're like, oh, no, it would never. Hey, well, he kind of lost his, his cool there. So I would expect that he's doing everything possible to help avoid some of the, let's say, the financial uh, problems that could come his way 
with a, a complete, you know, NFL investigation into that video. Yeah, yeah, you want to definitely avoid the quote unquote fine system that could be. In place. Um, <laughs> could it be there? Could it? Could it actually? Could could it? Could it possibly? I would believe so. Oh my God! By the way, Wolf. Yes, you looking at that is, video? This, this is glorious. Uh, I and mean, making a, a a handmade chicken parm sandwich with that with that fresh uh, mozzarella. Well, I mean, well, cutting the cutlet in half and sticking it in between the hoagie roll. Oh my the goodness! Sauce. You I know, just want to know how's it going to melt it? How are you how are you going to melt the cheese? You need melted cheese in there. That's the only thing. But I mean, you're talking about meatballs. You're talking about uh, all the pasta. I mean, bolognese looks up there. Some Alfredo. I mm. mean, yeah, that was that's that's impressive. That's impressive. That that's a that's a true Italian. I'm sure I'm sure all those products fell off of a truck somewhere. <laughs> you know, it's it's so funny because years and years ago, I remember talking with the late great Mike Webster. One time when we were, you know, you're padding up for a game and, you know, everything's tense and everything like that. And I remember Webby going, you know, after I retire, I'm going to tailgate. <laughs> I'm gonna. T-. He goes, I'm just going to tailgate. I'm just going to go out there. I'm going to have a great time because right now I feel so much pressure that, you know what, a tailgate would be great. <laughs> hey, like, there we like, go. He's like getting more and more fired up and going, easy there, big boy, easy. You know, he goes, yeah, why not a freaking tailgate? Let's just go out and have a tailgate. Let's not have this pressure. Let's tailgate. <laughs> oh, is he exactly. funny? Hey, why not? Why not? You know what I'm saying? I mean, listen, that, that, that the tailgating, I did that. I've done it once in my life, Wolf. And I did it with... Uh, Willie and Trey. Okay. Uh, so Willie Cologne, Trey Essex. All right. Your boys. And yep. And we 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 didn't make the playoffs that year. I want to say it was oh uh, eight. Yeah. No. Oh. Yeah. No. Oh seven. It was oh seven, but it was two thousand eight January, right? So we didn't make the playoffs that year. Um, that was right before Tomlin was hired. So it was Coach Cowers last year. Okay. Um. And so we finished the season, you know, at 500. And uh, we actually went out to the national championship game when Florida played Ohio State out, 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 actually where I live now. Next right? Yes, the Florida Gators. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That, that's cool. That's cool. Um, and I'll never forget this. We, we brought like an old school charcoal grill. We got there early, got a parking pass. And. We, we're out there and we don't know what to do. We're just looking around. We had like some burgers and some dogs and you know, it was just, it was, it was a poultry experience for us, but it was this little charcoal grill. And, uh, and, and then at the end of it, we didn't know how to get rid of the charcoal. Ah, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, that's like what do you do with the charcoal? Oh man. So we dumped it out and then it's still burning. So <laughs> Willie, you didn't let anybody on fire. Did you? We didn't light anybody on fire, oh, but good. Willie started to stomp out the coals with his oh, shoes. Oh no! And he melted the bottom of of, of the sneakers, <laughs> which were which were mine because he has to borrow mine. Because <laughs> Willie wears a size seventeen, and I wear you know size eighteen. So right. yeah, so so he's wearing my shoes, and he's just stomping out the fire. Uh, and he's like, "Oh, my feet are hot." I'm like, "Get out of the coals! They're hot." I mean, what? You know, so yeah, so yeah, so it was, and so and, and like we dumped it like two two car two car lots down because we didn't want it coming back to us in case we got in trouble. <laughs> um, so so yeah, so that was our one tailgate experience. Uh, it was it was okay, but you know everybody came around. They kind of helped us out because we had forgotten drinks and 
You know, we didn't have any sides. I mean, we, you know, we didn't know what we were doing. You know, you're looking at three inexperienced big guys and my, you know, and my then girlfriend, who's now my wife, uh, she's there. She's like, what are you guys doing? Just, just, we're like, we don't know. We don't do this. This isn't our profession. We have nobody to call to help us out. I mean, even though, you know, my school was there, but I didn't know who was coming to the game. You know, this wasn't, this wasn't a big social media age. Oh, where you can say, hey, who's at the game? We're at Tailgate Lot. Da, 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 da. No, we had none of that. Um, so so yeah, so it was a it was a very, very bad experience the first time. So I have I we need to redeem ourselves. We need to do a tailgate 2.0 because our 1.0 was terrible. <laughs> you know, I think about that. You got the PTA, the Professional Tailgaters Association. Should have like a, 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 a like a, a number you can call. You know, you say, yeah, exactly. Look, or I at wanna... least guidelines. Yeah, like, I, I... like give us some simple guidelines on what to pack, what to bring, <laughs> Wouldn't it be how something... to dispose of coals. You know, <laughs> it would be that. great to have had that. It's also pre-electric grills. I mean, you know, obviously we would we should have used like some type of electric like griddle. That would have been easier. <laughs> yeah, that propane been... tank or something. You know, we we had no clue. We were just like, oh, charcoal grill. That sounds like a grilling thing. <laughs> And yeah, it was, you didn't yeah, even have was, marshmallows, did you? Huh? Probably. Of course we didn't have marshmallows. Of course we didn't have marshmallows. Yeah, s'mores. Do you, do you like s'mores? We had, we, we, I'm not we, a s'mores Luckily, guy. we had hot dog. No, I'm not a s'mores guy. Yeah, it doesn't. Luck, work I mean, me. luckily we had hot dog and hamburger buns. I mean, or else yeah. we'd be eating them with our hands, like just dipping. I was, them, you know, I was wondering you know, what if you actually brought troughs. along the buns. You know, you condiments. We we did. Yeah. yeah, we we had condiments. We had condiments, buns, and the meat. That was che it. Cheese for the burgers. We forgot the cheese because because we, we didn't bring a cooler. Remember, we didn't bring a cooler. I can't believe so we was, didn't bring a cooler. You got nothing to drink. Come on, Max. Yeah, we were bad. We were down bad. Okay, this is, we this were, is how I know Max not, spent his college years playing football and not tailgating. Yes, exactly. You know I mean? Exactly. Yeah. And, I love and that. that was like the first time like you ever hung out like because I had because then after that I like during a bye week I went back to Florida. The following year, because it was uh, Spurrier was going into the Ring of Honor. They were they were mm. renaming the field and stuff, and they unveiled the Ring of Honor. So I was down there for a dinner. So the next day, I was walking around to the different tailgates because I'd seen some of my old teammates, and they were and Coach Spurrier had this big tailgate for him because he was going in, and uh, you know he it was also uh, you know, South Carolina's bye week because he was a head coach of South Carolina at the time when he was going into the Ring of Honor, right. um, and. So I saw all these immaculate tailgates, and I was just I was just hanging my head low, like man, we suck at tailgating. You know, <laughs> I was thinking back, and I was like, this is atrocious. And then and then you know we went, but what I did this time was because I was I was with my old center Dave Jorgensen and his wife and my wife. You know, we went we stopped at Publix and we got subs, we got subs and chips and drinks. It's always so a good we move. had yeah. So we had pre made that time, but we were just eating out the back of the car. Um, it wasn't like a tailgate spread setup, and then we walked to everybody else's tailgate. Um, so well, that's yeah, cool. So, yeah, so I mean, I feel like if I did it again, I'd be a lot better and more well prepared. But the first time just was so terrible, and I don't think I don't think Willie or Trey has ever tailgated since. So I mean, so we're all kind <laughs> of just dejected from. It's our harder first than it looks, isn't thing. it, Max? You know, yeah. everyone thinks just it, oh, it, just it this big tailgate. It's nice and easy. I mean, it's hard work. Yeah. It is hard work. I mean, and here I've learned because, you know, my kids ran track. And so those track meets, you're there all day. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I have like, so now I have the 
pop the party up tent. tent. Yep. Yeah. yeah, the pop-up tent. I have the tables. I got the little chairs, you know, and I have the little side table. So after you get the food off of the main table, you can sit down and there's, you know, like a little pop-up foldable yep. uh, round yep. table where you can play cards and stuff. So I have it. I have like all the accoutrements necessary to have a successful tailgate next time. Redemption. Um, I've learned. Is Now, granted, it's been like 16 years since the last time I've tailgated. So I should be better. But uh, but yeah, I just haven't had an opportunity Max, to do that again because of my schedule. You know, you know what we should do. One of these, you know, Julys or Augusts when you're out here for your three week jaunt for training camp, training camp. When we all have yeah. a day off, we should go to a Buckos game and do a tailgate <laughs> down on the North Shore. We could do a tailgate right there at yeah. St. Vincent. Well, we could do that too. Huh? I wonder, maybe a charitable event. Oh, yeah. huh? hey, like, hey, hey, bring the party to us. We're not going. Uh, we're not going out of the North Shore. Bring the party on, to us. Come on, Come on, SNR. Let's do it. That's, we got all those tents, anyways. That's something to <laughs> right think there, about, up at the man. Pavilion behind the dorms at Saint Vincent College. <laughs> Absolutely. Right. All right. That's the opening salvo right here in the locker room. We're gonna. We're gonna be back with more. Yeah, can't, can't forget the cannon. Can't forget the cannon. After this. This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Presented by your neighborhood Ford store. The F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. All right, back inside the locker room here. And we had a fun opening salvo. I had my home's my, my meltdown that, uh, that was now talked about is the meltdown that heard around the NFL world. <laughs> And funny enough, Taylor Swift is not the topic when we're talking about the Chiefs. Funny how that happens, right? <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. Stop it. Yep, yep. Exactly. Exactly. Was we, that her? We do not want the FCC callers. Was yes, who, that was her. Was who was 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 what who? Well, that that song. Was that was what, that you singing? What song? Uh, I didn't know you had a really high voice what there. What song are you talking about? <laughs> okay, not, I didn't hear nothing. Nothing. Nothing went on nothing. here. I'm nothing Sergeant Schultz. I know nothing. nothing. Listen, you can't bring up she who must not be named without oh. the Swifties popping oh, in here. Oh, that's right. Know? Okay. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. We just got we just got 10 new listeners. Just what would be that. worse, Swifties uh, or squirrels? We just got 10 new sure. listeners because of that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wait a second. For three seconds? You stole <laughs> we, them over from, from Kiss. We all just, we all just gained 10,000 followers on social yeah. media. Exactly. We just all we have to do is just re-release the Craig Wolfley jersey and just put put swiftly uh, on the back of the jersey, and we'll we'll, we'll, we'll they'll be like hotcakes. <laughs> you could put my jersey on and go and put on the back. Who is Swift or who is Taylor Swift? There I wouldn't know. Yeah, Wolf. Do you remember she sang the national anthem at a Steelers game one time? Really? Yep. When? About ten, fifteen years ago, before she was massive. Yeah, I didn't know that. How about that? Then yeah, I, exactly. I, I must have been there. Well, I'm assuming you, you probably you, were. Yeah. You had to have. I remember. You know what I remember? I remember Kevin Cronin. September 24th, two, uh, 2006. Oh, oh, six. I didn't know oh, that. Oh, my gosh. I was there, too. Hey, how about that? We were there together, Max. There we go. There Look at it. We were both present for Look Taylor at, Swift. Look at young Taylor yeah. Swift there in 2006 belting out the national anthem. Holy cow. I think I remember that. Because I thought she was like... um. 
like a, a local talent like girl. She, well, she was from Philly, so not not too okay. far, not too far away. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, good for her. Ah, that's good. Great job. Where you go? Pennsylvania native. Yeah, yeah. we'll go, go with Pennsylvania native. That there works. you go. First time yeah, in her life exactly. she ever performed to a crowd of more than 60,000 people was when she sang the national anthem at the Steelers Are game in 2006. Me? How about that? Wow, look at that. Yeah. That is that that's pretty cool. She was only 16 years old. That's crazy. That is. Well, good for her. Yeah, you know, I don't know anything about it, so good for her. Well, now well now you know more than you thought you did. Yeah. That's there right. you go. And you were a part of it, Wolf. <laughs> How about that? I was there. Exactly. Look at this Twitter account, Taylor Swift history. <laughs> On this day, 15 years ago, Taylor Swift performed the national anthem. <laughs> oh, she's Look, doing a little crab she's shot, got too. she the Steelers hat on. She's ready to roll, yeah. baby. She's got those traps. Uh, don't show that to the Philly fans. Yeah. <laughs> yeah well, or, or the Chiefs fans. That's uh, right. That's true. <laughs> that could send that into a spiral, huh? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. That, well, that, look at this. We are doing research early in the morning. Uh, how and about that? Wes is all over still this. related to football. To all yeah, of our Wes, new Wes listeners, hello. This is in the locker room with Max Starks <laughs> yes. and Craig Wolfley. Exactly. Welcome to all the Swifties. We're here from 10 to noon Eastern Standard Time every day. <laughs> exactly. Ears perked up. Don't worry. We'll, we'll, get, on the, we'll get on the podcast side. <laughs> Would you believe they played the intro to blah, 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 blah? Did you know that Taylor, Pittsburgh is a great place? Yeah, we've got to make sure we... We, you know, next thing you know, there's going to be like some type of like monument marker outside of the stadium talking about here on this day, Taylor Swift performed the national anthem. Her, her, her first of now many stadium tours to come. It started here in 2006. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll get we'll get a landmark there. Some golden microphone or something like walk, you know, in the concrete or something. Who knows? <laughs> Anywho, we're back to football here. Yes, indeed. Because, hold on, hold on. Yeah. Real quick, real quick. I'm sorry, squirrel. Could you, yeah. could you imagine the reaction in Pittsburgh if – if they're like this, should be an April Fool Day, uh, April's full April Fool's Day thing, where they're like, "Oh, right next to the Franco Monument, we're gonna build a Taylor Swift oh, monument no, no, just no, to no. hear the absolute meltdown from Steelers fans." AK <laughs> put Taylor Swift next to Franco. What are we talking about? What are you talking about, Annette? Annette, yeah, exactly. It's like it's like yeah, they're put it by the Franco Monument, or it's like. Oh my gosh, we're just gonna build it right in the middle, right when you walk up the stairs from the ferry, right? It's a <laughs> Just right in the middle of Art Tate, Rooney Drive. Yeah, exactly. Okay. We're going to rename Art Rooney Drive as Taylor Swift Way. Oh. All right. <laughs> Can we put these squirrels down? Yeah. We yeah, got too many exactly. Swifty squirrels Hold going on, on here. Hold on, let me get these squirrels out of here. All right. They're all <laughs> there we go. That's there we go. The Blast them away. Blast them away. All right. Well, we did have we did have a Mike Tomlin press conference yesterday, too, Yes, guys. we did. Yes, yeah, we did. we did. And Coach Tomlin kind of talking about But, you know, as I look around the league, though, you know, I can't really say anything that's bad because even though we lost, right, we're still in control of our future. You realize that, Wolf? I do. I do. Because we did not anticipate what was going to happen. Did you know that from positions 6 through 11, we all have the same exact record? Yeah. Yeah, I didn't know like, that's that. how tight – the playoff race is now there was a lot of seven and six there (laughs) there was a lot of seven and six on that board when i was looking at the playoff i was like oh my goodness i was like man this is this is wild um and then you and then you look at the you know you look at the nfc pictures like and it's the inverse is six and seven is, is all the conversation so i mean you're talking about two game differences 
uh, between two conferences, separation between above 500 and below 500, still trying to make it. <laughs> um, but it, but it is crazy that you know this season, even if even though two wins would have had us squarely in a great place, um, any one of those victories um, could have really sent us in, into you know sending a salvo out to everybody else. But we didn't. But here's the thing. This is the moment where you decide who you want to be. You decide who you want to be, and there's still the opportunity to overcome the circumstances. And we talked about it yesterday, Wolf, and I, you know, I kind of bring it up again. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the Steelers have been in this position before. Now, granted, the personnel is different. Um, you know, it was back in my era, right? Um, when we were fighting for a sixth seed. And, you know, you had to have everything fall into place. And you had to win out. That's where the Steelers are. Everything is in front of you to win out. Absolutely. And let let me just say this. If I recall, wasn't that you guys were the first sixth seed to ever win the Super Bowl? That is correct, Wolf. We are the first sixth seed to ever win a Super Bowl. So what you're saying is it can be done, right? I'm just saying. That's, That's what it tells me. You know, I look at you guys then, and I look at these guys now, and I'm still saying, well, it's in front of you. It could be done. And all it it takes is just an earnest focus, an ironclad purpose that drives you and that drives every man in that locker room is that common goal. Who do we want to be? Do we want to be a team remembered for the eons? Or do you just want to be a team that just uh, another one, an, another team that came by and you know tried their best at moments, but then folded under the pressure? Do you want to be that? I mean, do you want to do something ordinary? Or do you want to do something extraordinary? And can I say this as an addendum to uh, what you just stated? There are jobs on the line here, guys. You understand. I mean, these guys all yeah. understand. You're looking at the last four games of somebody's career here. You know, I mean, the, yeah. I, I would imagine at some point in time there's going to be some people that are wearing uniforms now that won't be wearing uniforms later, if you understand my Correct. meaning. So, yes. having said that, it's also behooving to all of them to put the very best effort out there because if you want to stay in this league, you have to show on tape that you're still capable. And so I look at that, and 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 that's a, that is something that's underlying all the efforts. Everybody knows you're only as good as your last performance. Obviously, a TJ Watt, you got more of a, a a bumper there, you know, than say other guys that are, are bubble boys. But the fact of the matter is, you are always under the gun because of what you put on tape. No, you, you're always you're only as good as what you put on tape. That that that's. The resounding thing, no matter what you do in practice, no matter what you do in the training room, the weight room, it doesn't matter if you're not putting it on tape. Because we, because every single scout, every single personnel guy, they want to see how does it translate to the field. What do you do on the field? And then we can backtrack and figure out what you do in the locker room, what you do in the meeting room. You know what your habits are, and does that mesh with the rest of the team? But it starts with the results on the field, and if you're not producing on the field, um, you know it's then a reflection of this guy is not the right fit for us, 
And he might not be the right fit for other people because other people are, are also great. You have to remember, every game, there are 31 other teams grading you right. on top of the team that's already there. Absolutely. Right? Our scouts sit in every game, correct? Wolf, yeah. if I'm not mistaken. They grade it all. They're grading everything. And you're always looking to see where can we improve, where are we good at, and what is the situation for depth behind that. So that's why we have a draft every single year. It's not a sometimey thing. It's an every year thing. <laughs> and you're always trying to improve it. Every year you got to fight for your job. Heck, I remember, you know, I was drafted in 04. We drafted Trey Essex in 05. Third rounder as well. Mm-hmm. We drafted Willie Colon in the fourth round after that. We drafted Tony Hills, right? We kept drafting tackles. It wasn't like, oh, my God, we got our tackles. We're good. No. No. You're always looking to improve. There's always a new young guy every single year. So you're having to prove yourself year in and year out. You know, I mean, yes, we're getting better with the guaranteed contracts and everything as far as a certain percentage of it. But you're not, you're not, you're not getting, you know, some random, you know, when you sign a four-year deal, it's like signing four one-year deals. Mm-hmm. And there's no promise of the next year. And as a guy that, that that went through that, I understand that very implicitly. You know, I because I, I, I signed a four-year deal. Guess what? I played two years of it. But then came back and played two one years after that. <laughs> Go figure. Right? Yes. Yeah. So, I mean, so it happens to everybody. And that's what you have You have to always remember. You know, there can be – you can be replaced. And, and they will be looking at options if you don't if you don't pick up your game the last four games of this season – and play like you want to be here next year. I mean, that's the other thing that's part and parcel to it. Regardless of the wins or losses, your effort is being graded on a, on a play-by-play basis that you're in there. Absolutely. There's no question yeah. about it. The eye in the All sky right. that don't lie. No, it doesn't. No, And it's unforgiving, too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, whatever you you are what you put on tape. As we, as we said a couple minutes ago, you are what you put on tape. And with that, we are what we just put in the can. <laughs> That's right, because it's the end of the segment, and we will be back with more. We're going to get better in these next four segments. Ha <laughs> ha, see what I did there? Uh, as we come back inside the locker room here on ESPN and SNR Radio. is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Presented by your neighborhood Ford store. The F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Oh, yeah. You know, Max, one of the things that, uh, you you know, after the Mahomes thing and all that, kind of wonder about, you know, distractions that affect the locker room. And the thing I, 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 you know, Mike addressed this yesterday, but just listen to this and then tell me, what's your take on George Pickens? Is he becoming a distraction? And what you think about it, okay? Here we go. You know, it's a problem because it's not solution-oriented. You know, we're all frustrated. Um, But we got to manage our frustrations in a professional, mature way. And when it's not done that way, it's not necessarily pushing us toward solutions. And so from that perspective, um, certainly. So what say you, my friend? Well, I, I think, you know, Coach Tom was not wrong. And, you know, like you said, you need to you need to be in a in a solutions oriented mindset. It's one thing to just point the finger. 
and just right. shirk off blame in one direction. I mean, that's an easy thing to do, right? But it's another thing to take it one step further and to give a little bit more introspection and to actually come up with solutions. How do I solve this problem? Because, you know, I can't remember who said it, um, but it, it's a famous quote where it says, you know, if you if you can already clearly state your problem, you're halfway to your solution. Ooh, whoa, that's pretty right? deep. I think yes. we should put that on the wall of the locker room right here. Yeah, that that might that might that, yeah put it right next to my uh, to to my photo since I've been added to the wall finally <laughs> um, in there or the broom closet whatever you want to call it yeah. uh, <laughs> the, the locker room, room slash broom closet yeah exactly supply exactly. the, the supply room yeah. Yeah, yeah, the locker room supply area. Uh, But, you know, it's one of those things that, you know, yeah. And when we talk about having issues, everybody around this league has issues, Wolf. I mean, because we're not unique in, in our issues. There's a lot of teams around the league. And like I said, last night, you know, think if you're the Miami Dolphins. Think right. that you had the game seemingly won with three minutes left and, you, and your defense gives up 14 points. And then offensively, you're trying to turn it back on after you shut it down into party mode. Um, right, right. You know, think about, like you said, with who we were talking about, the Kansas City Chiefs. They, they started the season 6-1. and one. They, They're 2-6 they're and six in their last six games. You know, 2-6? So, Wait a minute. That doesn't yeah. work. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. They've lost... Two out of their last. I'm sorry, they've won two out of their last six games. Okay, all right, because I was like two out of their last. As six. bad so as my math is, I four. still was putting yes. it together that it didn't add I, up. I, yeah, I, I'm reading too fast. Listen, listen, just trying to grab it all out the brain here. Thank with, you, brother. Uh, okay, I'm caffeinated as well. There you we gotta go. Got to slow it down They're for me. Two and four in their last six games. Started six and one. Okay, there we go. Yeah. All right, so you know, there's other teams with issues out there. We're not unique in our approach here. And yes, we've lost to teams that are that are not that great. But listen, they've got professionals on their team too. They have guys who who have who who have that professional decorum. This is this is the NFL. This is not NCAA. This is not you know like we said you know just because a team comes in with two wins, this is not an FCS squad playing up to the Power Five. And so you know there are plenty of teams that have the same woes. And I'm looking at a sheet right now that's going through all of the offensive production and what teams records are. Mm-hmm. And we're not unique in, in our pursuit. I mean, you look at Denver, same record, Indianapolis, same record, Cincy now, same record, Minnesota, Las Vegas is below us. The charge, like I'm looking at this, the Chargers are five and eight. Right. And remember they, we have the best quarterback. Oh my God, Justin Herbert, yep. blah, 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 blah. Five and eight. Yep. So, Think when about Denver, Max. Like, they started, didn't they yeah. start off like one and five or something like that? Yeah, they started off terrible. Yeah, and now, now they, now they've surged. So I mean, there, uh, there are plenty of teams out there that have the situation that we're going on. Remember Atlanta, who was leading the NFC South. Now it's the Bucks. They lost to the Bucks. Yep. Now the Bucks are leading their division. And so, you know, I, I look at it, and if you have a solutions-based mindset you're going to solve this, right? You're going yep. to figure it out. And that's what Coach Tomlin's trying to say is that, yeah, you could be you could be in the blame business, but that doesn't help anybody around us no. in the blame department. Looking for every fault. 
How about look for the successes? Turn over the stones of why and and why can't we? You know, instead of uh, not you, not me, no, it's him. You know, mm-hmm. you can't do that. You can't do that in this business. It's too fragile. And like you said, the turnover from week to week to get ready for these big moments. I mean, that's what makes football beautiful. It's so finite compared to the other professional sports because we don't have 72, 82, 162. We don't have all these games to figure it out. You got 17 opportunities. Yep. 17 on a weekly basis. And some of those weeks are shorter than others. But you have a great opportunity to figure out on the fly how to change things around. And we've seen teams do it. We've seen teams have those moments where they say, no, no, we're not going to take it, right? We're, we're going to decide to draw a line in the sand and we dare you to cross it. And that's what the Steelers have to come to that mindset now, especially with what, of our last four games, Wolf, we are, we have what, one more home game? Yeah, we just got one home game coming up. Next yeah. week is a yeah, we're, we're Yeah, next, next Christmas Eve, Eve. Eve. Christmas Eve. Christmas Eve. Oh, 23rd. Because oh, yeah. so right. we're going Eve. to Indy. We're going to Indy. That, come home for the Bengals. Ah, that's on the road, it. Seattle and Baltimore. Got there it. it is. There you go. You only have one more homestand, but we, we got to take the show on the road, which, you know, hey, it yeah. happens. Exactly. It happens like that. Now, now let me just pose this to you because what I started off with, how much of a distraction, and I get the, you know, we're in the solution base, but here's the thing that always really honked me off when I was playing. I hated when guys spoke out or did something that put a microphone in front of the teammate's face. You know what I mean? Where you've got to answer for, or they're looking for an answer. You don't have to, but they're looking for a reaction to explain somebody else. And that's that's where I wish George would tone it down. You know what I mean? Because the the very fact that we're talking about this means that there there is somewhat of a distraction. This guy is so talented. And I get it. You know, I get, there's a lot of frustration associated with the fact you're not able to do some of the wondrous things that he is capable of doing. But at the same time, that doesn't mean you act in a differential manner so as to cause a rift, shall we say, or to cause some sort of the reaction. Percep- the perception, perception. of Thank a you. Rift. Yeah, yes. the perception, not a rift, but a perception of a rift. Because you you need, the Steelers need this kid to get on board. They need this young man and all of his marvelous talents to be pointed in the right direction, a la Martavius Bryant. You know, someone like that who, who had that exceptional athletic ability, the ability to get down the field, all those great things. But when you do things that cause unwanted noticeability to some things that you're doing aside from, you know, your job requirements. That that really is where you start to lose a lot of people, I think. Yeah, no, I mean, you, you do. And, and and the leash gets shorter. The leeway that, you, that you're afforded gets that much tighter. Um, but at the same time, you know, uh, you look at just how it has to be managed. It has to take a deft touch to be able to deal with that. And I think, you know, if anybody is uniquely qualified to it, to do it, it would be coach Tom- Tomlin. Yeah. yeah. Um, he's had he some uh, a, people. <laughs> yeah, he, yeah. I mean, he's had a lot of different personalities yeah. and he's learned how to, fo- how to focalize that. Now, eventually, you know, it, it goes awry, but you can focalize and harness that talent 
And, you know, as a former wide receiver, I think he understands that. He understands the unique position that that room presents. And so he, just like he, he can go find these talents, you know, he also knows how to harness them to a degree. And so, you know, I trust in, 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 uh, in what he's trying to do and his approach because he comes from a very different mindset than a lot of coaches. I think that's what's also led to his longevity, Wolf, mm-hmm. is that he doesn't, he doesn't do it how everybody else wants people to do it. Right. Because if he did, he probably wouldn't have a job. You know mm. what I'm saying? He probably wouldn't have been in this league as long right. as he has if he did it like everybody else. Because let's face it, you look around the league, every year somebody's getting fired. Yeah. No doubt. And, you know, when you're talking about, okay, who's the longest tenured coaches? Oh, yeah, Bill Belichick. Oh, yeah, Mike Tomlin right behind him. Like, that's it. Right, yeah. He's number two. He's number two in in longevity at the same franchise. So he's done something that's remarkably outside of the box to be different. And, you know, I'm not going to put it out there as this, but just notice, not a lot of minority coaches survive that long in, in that type of position. Um and, you know, you look at Marvin Lewis, you know, he, he, he had a long tenure in, in uh, Cincinnati. That's probably the longest tenured, but he's, he's outlasted that. And I think that's something that's unique. And, you know, and so I have, I just actually just got this book about a week and a half ago. Okay. Um, it's a book that's coming out. It's the Mike Tomlin book, the soul of a football coach. Mm. And so former Trib uh, sports writer, uh, John Harris, you remember John Harris? I don't. Why, why does it yeah. not occur to me? Huh. Yeah, well, well, no, he wrote he wrote for the trip for a long time. He's no longer in Pittsburgh, but um, John Harris was the one that wrote the book and kind of did the research. Okay, and so as I, you know, I was, I've been reading over it the last couple of weeks. It, it, Coach Tom has always been unique. Mm-hmm. He's always been different, and one of the things that's made it so special, and this is where people kind of push back on him, is he being vulnerable to the players and creating a relationship with them. And he said, he said this on Ryan Clark's pivot podcast and everything too. So Mm -hmm. I'm not saying anything is, Oh my gosh, you know, giving away trade secrets uh, from the book, but it's just so interesting to see kind of the background of coach Tomlin and, and, and how he was as a young person as told from his brother. And, you know, and then of course, you know, his college coach at William and Mary coach Laycock and just the different stories. And then his roommates, you know, it's 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 a cool introspection into understanding how he thinks. Because I think a lot of people, even after 17 years of watching him, seeing press conferences and seeing post-game interviews, a lot of people still don't understand who is Mike Tomlin. And it's kind of cool to have that kind of question kind of answered. Not to, not to say it's fully answered, but it gives you an introspection to having a better understanding of who Mike Tomlin is. Because I think people still question that even to this day, even with all the success that he's had. And so, you know, when we get to these points where we're talking about, you know, the man and why he makes these decisions, that book has really given me an insight because it is about personal relationships and how you get the best out of people. And that's what he, and that's what is kind of tapped in in that book. So it's really good read so far. Absolutely. The most unique communicator I think I've ever been around. But I'll say this, it's time to go into the power hour because Max is going to lead it off with a great Bob Labriola, and hopefully we're going to get Labs' take on what that uh, that uh, tailgate looked like, you know, from an Italian sort of perspective. All that and more in the locker room coming back. <laughs> 